Welcome to Balance Your Life, a podcast designed to motivate you to begin and maintain your health and wellness journey. My name is Megan Farrell. I'm the creator of the Balance by Megan brand, host of this podcast, yoga enthusiast and teacher, motivational and lifestyle speaker, and blogger. I love inspiring and empowering others to live a more positive, successful, healthier, and happier lifestyle. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let's do this. Welcome everyone to the Balance Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Megan Farrell. I am the creator of the Balance by Megan brand, which is a blog, a YouTube channel, and a podcast. Before we dive into this week's episode, a quick reminder about the Costa Rica yoga retreat I am co-hosting with Amanda Kingsmith from Mastering the Business of Yoga. This is a retreat to grow and expand your yoga business. So we have workshops focused on goal setting, how you envision your business to look like in the future, social media, and how to lead your own retreat. We have so much more planned for you guys. This is going to be a retreat in which you can get really creative with your ideas, your business. And we also want you to be part of a community and collaborate with one another. So this is a really unique yoga retreat. I'm so excited about it. It will be held at the Bodhi Tree Yoga Resort in Nazara, Costa Rica. And that is this November 2nd through November 9th. If you want more information, I will link all of that in the show notes. Otherwise, you can reach out to me or Amanda. And with that, let's dive right into this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast today, Megan. Super excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be talking to you too. Yeah. And so for those of you listening, you might be listening on a number of our our different podcasts. I lead like host one I co-host another and then you have the exact same thing you host your own and then you co-host one with your partner as well so yeah if anyone's listening they're like who the hell is this person talking because <laughs> you're not used to my voice I'm Amanda Kingsmith <laughs> yeah and I'm Megan Farrell <laughs> and so what we're going to do today is that we want to talk about a retreat that we are going to be co-leading in Costa Rica in November 2019. But before we get there, why don't we just kind of introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about, you know, our background in yoga, our story, why we decided to become yoga teachers. Because for me, I feel like that is like the heart of every yoga teacher is, is this background story because we all came to it from something different, yet it led us to the exact same place. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Do you want to share your story first? Yeah, so <laughs> I almost want to say, okay, how much time do we have um, <laughs> to go through this? My story, I was about 15 when I first like dipped my toe into the yoga world. My mom took me to just a family friend's uh, class. She was having private lessons out of her home and my mom brought me to help me deal with my depression and my anxiety and, and my asthma. She wanted the breathing techniques to help me control my asthma attacks. Um, I had them all the time up until about uh, two, three 
years ago, it wasn't uncommon for me to have an asthma attack or two a day. So she wanted me to deal with that. And that also had like a lot to do with the depression and anxiety I was going through. And so I, I did a few yoga classes and it honestly, I hate to say it now, but it never stuck with me. And then it wasn't until about five years later when I was about 20 years old that I, I was going through some stuff, but I, I had met my partner who has since become my husband and he was helping me to come off of my antidepressants and my anxiety medication. And while I was on them, I was sleeping all the time. I was napping all the time. And so when I was coming off of them, I wasn't doing that so much. And I had all this time to kill. And the, it was, it was very weird for me at the time because this voice kind of came into my head and said, you need to, you need to try yoga again. And I was like, oh, well, I had all this time to kill. Like, why not? And I, I threw on some yoga on YouTube and I, yeah, I just, I started, I started doing it three times a week and I loved it so much. And I can't even remember who I was initially watching at first. It was just random YouTube videos and three days a week week turned into four and four days turned into every day. And then I started to gravitate towards like yoga with Adrian. Uh, and I, I loved her style. I loved how it wasn't so much about like the yoga asana or the yoga poses. She would go through breathing techniques and she would talk about mindset and it was really resonating with me. And I was like, yes, this, like, I, I need to step into a studio. I need to come off of watching it from YouTube. And I think it was more of a comfort thing. I, I wasn't quote unquote, like good at yoga at the time. So I was doing it in the comfort of my home, but I, I started to get the strong sense. Like it had done so much good for me. I wasn't on medication anymore. And I was on like a ton of medication at the time I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety. I took puffers all the time. And I was on prednisone so, so much that the doctor started to get concerned about how often I was taking it because of all the asthma attacks I was having. And my asthma started to get better under control. And when I could feel an attack coming on, I would just breathe and it would slowly start to go away. And I was like, I have to get this message out. And another voice came into my head and was like, you need to become a yoga teacher. And so it was over the Christmas holidays. I think it was six years, five or six years after the I started doing it at home point. And I hadn't really found a studio that I was in love with. Um, it was also hard to accommodate the times. Like I had been in school, I was working. So a lot of my practice had been at home and I found the studio close by and went into practice one day and after the first class I was talking to the teacher and I was like you know I, I really want to become like a yoga teacher I don't know what that looks like but I just feel like I need to do this and she was like well you're in luck because we happen to have a couple of spaces open and teacher training starts in a few weeks and I was really nervous about doing it because I had this assumption that in order to become a yoga teacher, I had to learn how to do handstand and headstand. And I wasn't at that level. 
but the the studio manager was like, no, this is not what it's about. Like we 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 don't come from this place of you have to be able to do complicated poses to do teacher training. We really help you to, you know, dive deeper into the yoga philosophy and everything that comes from it. And like, just based on your story, like, I feel like this would be a really good fit for you. And I signed up that week and I've been teaching now for a while. So it it all, it all came together really nicely. And it's such a, I think for me, it's just, it's so nice to come from that place of being depressed, being, having anxiety. Like I was on the brink of, of suicide at one point I was put on suicide watch and to be the person that I am today, uh, like I, I contribute all of it to, to yoga. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I think just like from how, from knowing you since your yoga journeys, like since your yoga teaching journey started, I feel like I never would have guessed that that's like the background that you had come from. So that's, that's incredible that you've been able to overcome that and you don't take any medication anymore. No, I haven't had anti-anxiety or antidepressants for uh, five or six years. I, I've taken my puffer occasionally, like I have allergies that sometimes kicks in with my asthma, but for the most part, I can count on one hand how many times I've taken my pop for this past year. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I uh, I I feel like I there's I'm very vocal about it because of all the changes that have happened to me. But it's yeah, there's some people who flat out don't believe that that's the place that I came from, and others who knew who I had been before and are just floored at the changes that I've made and who I am now. Yeah, it's pretty pretty magical <laughs> to hear what what a yoga practice can do for for the body and the mind. I feel like in comparison, not that comparison is a good way to look at this, but I feel like my story is not as like inspiring as that. Um, but I I started practicing yoga with I guess like while while I was in dance in high school, so maybe kind of like a similar age to you. But okay. I was like a competitive dancer, so I wasn't really that excited about the idea of yoga. I was just like, okay, it's like this slow thing that's kind of boring and I'm already super stretchy. So I just like tried it once. I think one of the girls' dads was a yoga teacher. And then fast forward a couple of years, I started university and I was getting a business degree and I basically like stopped exercising because I was no longer dancing. It was it was kind mm-hmm. of sad. Like I loved dance, but very much in like the dance industry or dance space, it's kind of like if you're not good enough to go professional, then there's really like no space for you. Like there's not, there's more classes popping up that are just casual adult classes. But, you know, in 2007, that was definitely like not the case. So I just stopped dancing and all of a sudden I had like no activity in my life. I remember I basically did like no exercise for my whole first semester of university. And then like second semester rolled around and I was like, oh man, like I need to move my body. And my mom was like, why don't we start going to yoga together? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. Don't really want to do that. (laughs) She was like, well, pay for you. And that way we get to see each other and that sort of thing. And so I guess it would have been like 2008 that I started really practicing yoga. My mom and I would go like once a week and we kind of continued that through 
I guess like through my second year of university as well. And then from there, I kind of like took it on as my own and just continued practicing in Calgary. And it's kind of funny because I was that person who's like in yoga and they're like trying to work super hard so that they can sweat in poses and you don't need to sweat. Like I remember like the teacher would be like soften into the pose and I would be like clenching all my muscles. We got to strengthen here. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally that person, which is so funny because it's not how I am at all anymore. Yeah. But then fast forward a couple more years to 2012, I was out of university. I had just traveled for six months for the first time. And I got into my first like full-time corporate job. Like I'd worked lots of summer jobs, but this is like, there's no end in sight. Like you've signed mm-hmm. a contract, you're just in this job. And it was a job that, that it, it like suited my strengths really well, but I just knew that it wasn't like the right job. Like I spent a lot of my free time at that job looking at other opportunities and not yeah. just opportunities in corporate. Like I was like, could I do a master's in something? Where could I travel? Could I like go volunteer in Africa? Just looking for mm-hmm. other things. And so because I had this sort of like internal uh, turbulence happening, I really loved that one hour a day that I would get on my yoga mat. I felt like because I wasn't super passionate about what I was doing for work, I filled my schedule with things that I enjoyed doing. So it meant that my social schedule was really busy. So sometimes my day would look like I'd get up early, I'd go to the gym, I'd get to work for like 8.30, I'd work all day. I would maybe go to yoga on my lunch break and then I'd have like a social event in the evening and then I'd come home and watch like an episode or two of TV with my boyfriend and then go to bed and like do it all over again. So I was just like, go, go, go constantly. There was basically no space for me in there. And yoga became this thing where it's like, okay, I get to get on my mat and I get to like be quiet for an hour. Mm -hmm. I don't get to talk. I just get to move my body. I get to have this like meditation. I get to work with my breath. And at that point, I didn't understand any of that. But looking back on it, I can really see clearly like how much I was craving that and how much I needed that. And so I just started doing it more consistently over the couple of years that I worked in corporate. And then I quit that job to travel and go to South America. And I made a goal to do yoga once in every country that I was in. And so I kind of continued my yoga practice as I was traveling and I got to practice in all these different like Spanish speaking countries, which was really cool. And then I came back and I moved to um, a small town in the mountains. So it's called Canmore. It's just outside of Banff National Park. And I started working for Lululemon. I started managing a yoga studio. And while I worked for Lulu, I like one thing that they encouraged their employees to do is set goals. And so I'd put on my one-year goals to take a solo trip because my boyfriend and I had traveled a ton together, but we hadn't traveled solo. And it was really important to me to like, I don't know, exert my like strong female independence. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can do this yeah. on my own. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, and then I'd put do my yoga teacher training as a five-year goal. And most people that I worked with were like, why is this a five-year goal? And I was the same as you. I was like, well, I'm not really ready. Like there's so many poses that I can't really do. Like I think I was like just kind of getting comfortable with headstand. I was like nowhere close to handstand and I like arm balances, like forget that. Like I was that person who's like, is this really possible? Like, I don't know how we do this. So I just felt like there's no way that I can be a yoga teacher because I'm just not there in my own practice. And then my manager was like, 
I think that you should use your solo trip as a yoga teacher training. And I was like, yeah, but that means at least going for a month. And she's like, I'll give you the month off with a guarantee that your job is here when you get back. She's like, obviously, you don't get like paid out for vacation for the whole time. But she's like, I'll give you the month off and you can go do your teacher training. And on top of that, yeah, I had this um, when I worked for the university, which was like what I did for corporate for a couple of years. They took money off of our paycheck and put it in this like savings account for us. And then when you Mm -hmm. quit, you get the savings account. Oh, it was kind of like I had these like little like winks from the universe. It was like, okay, your boss said that she'll hold your like full time job in retail and give you a month off, which is just like totally unheard of. You've got enough money sitting in an account from the university that you've like essentially saved over two years of working corporate. Like it just feels like it fits. And so, yeah, I was like terrified as well. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. It just, it's, doesn't feel like the right time, but it also like, is it ever going to feel like the right time? Like, I think that was what I kind of realized, like, is it ever going to feel like it's right? And so, yeah, I went and did my training. It was an incredible experience. I went to Bali came back and yeah, Bali's amazing. Uh, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys need to go. It's like such a good place if you like love good food and, and yoga as well as just like being a really beautiful culture and like beautiful beaches and ruins and, and all that good stuff. It's like one of my favorite places that I've ever been. And it, it's special to me too because I did my training there. But yeah, yeah. I came back and um, started teaching and that was four years ago. So Wow. So I for like my own selfish knowledge when you quit corporate was it to quit corporate to travel to South America or did you quit and the travel just flourished from there or came about from there no it was to travel South America that was very much planned um so we left like our our basically we had got back to Canada like right before Christmas in 2011 and so we moved into our place like I think January 1st, 2012. And so we were on like one year leases. So our lease was up like January 1st, 2014. And we left like a couple couple days after that. But because we were on this lease, we'd actually decided like pretty much a full year before that we were going to go when our lease was up. Like my birthday is in the middle of February and the year before we left. So my birthday in 2013, um, my boyfriend gave me like a Lonely Planet book for South America. Oh, cool. South America on a shoestring. It was like the best gift I ever got because I'd been to Peru the previous summer with a girlfriend and I came back and I just felt like like this like South America is magical. Like we need to go down there. And he was very much like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right move. I'm not really too sure. So he was kind of like uncertain about it. And I feel like I was like kind of trying to sell him on this idea that we should like save our money and quit our jobs again and like go traveling again. And then him giving that lonely planet to me was like, oh my God, we're doing it. So (laughs) yeah, we were planning for a while. Like I guess that would be pretty much like 11 months of planning. And it was, yeah, one of the best decisions that we ever made. Like that trip gave us so much like space and clarity to kind of figure out what the next move was. And both of us were like quite unhappy in our corporate jobs and just feeling like there must be more to life than this. And, you know, I can completely acknowledge that there's people who have jobs that they really love in cities that Mm -hmm. they feel like they're meant to live in. And 
I think that's a really beautiful thing. That's just not been my life path. And so I've spent like most of the last like five years <laughs> kind of trying to figure out like where do where do I fit in this crazy world and like where do I want to live? And I don't have the answer to that latter question still, but um, definitely finding like my place in terms of career a little bit more. I I love that so much. So I have to say you are exactly like my husband, Brad, when it comes, he's just like, well, just figure it out. Like, let's just travel. There's so much to see. And I feel like I'm so much like your partner. Like I was like, well, what's, what happens afterwards? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do once we're there or like, why would we go? Like what? My family has never been much into travel. It's like you go to Florida for vacation and then you come home back to the real world. So yeah, travel for me has become so important. And I feel like it's been part of my yoga journey as well. Um, But yeah, whereas my husband, like we're in the same position. We've never really found a place that we're like, this feels like home to us. We we are back in Canada now. Same thing. We signed a one-year lease. Uh, that was mainly because my mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer. She's doing fine now, but I, I wanted to be close to her for that. Uh, my dad had gone through a couple of bouts of cancer. My aunt had gotten sick, and she's not doing so great. But I also feel like that has also been a driving point for me to keep pursuing my passions and to travel because it's like hey they've gotten sick you know there there really is only so much time you're only given one life like make the most of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and I think that you know there's like I guess like a couple things that that come to mind there it's like one it's like a reminder that you know your family is important and you want to spend like some time close to them which I think is a really beautiful thing and then also like reminder of the fact that like we don't really have like time in our life to like sit on these things that we want to do like we need to just take action on them even though they are often like big and scary and they feel uncertain and that sort of thing um so yeah I think that's amazing and it's also funny because I feel like I have no idea like who's going to listen to this but there's definitely people in my life who would be like very surprised to hear you describe me as that because like all through school in my life I was like very type A, super OCD, need to have everything planned. Um, And I still am, I still have those qualities, but I've just learned to relax with them a little bit more and kind of go with the flow a little bit better. But travel like 100% has taught me that because like on our first trip, we spent like I think six weeks in Southeast Asia. And Southeast Asia is like one of the best ways to test your patience (laughs) because like... Like they don't work on like anyone else's schedule. So it's like, you're like, oh, is the bus showing up? And it's like, you go ask somebody and they're like, yeah, it'll be here when it gets here. And you're like, what do you mean? We were supposed to leave like 30 minutes ago. Do we like have a plan with this? And people are like, just go like have a beer and chill out. Like it'll happen when it happens. And you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm from Canada. We're always like five minutes early. This isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I agree. (laughs) it's not how we do things in Canada (laughs) exactly yeah we lived in Costa Rica for a while and it was the same thing it was like it it, like it it might show up today it might not like just pure vita like relaxed chill have a cerveza and 
it took a little while for me to get comfortable with that. I was like, no, no, no. Like we're going to be late. And he, and like my husband has a, a partner down there. They have a small tour company. And he was like, honey, like if you're late, he's definitely going to be late meeting you. Like, this is just how it is. And if he has to wait for you, he's not stressed about it. Like they're relaxed. We're chill. Like just have fun, like enjoy life. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Like I'm going to give this a try. Yeah. It's so hard, but I think it's also such a good learning for us in like Western culture. Like I think there's something to say for like things running on time. Like I love Mm -hmm. like Japan for that. Like, if you are late for the train, like it is left without you because it leaves on time. <laughs> yeah. That's and okay. I really, There's I, balance, right? <laughs> yeah. And I really like the way that that works, but then there's also like, okay, like let's just be a little bit more relaxed with life. Like everything doesn't have to be so serious for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think talking about Costa Rica, it's kind of a good segue into talking about like where I guess sort of the idea for this retreat came from. And so this kind of started as your idea. So did you want to talk a little bit about like where this idea to go to Costa Rica came from? Yeah. So my husband and I had just gotten back. We were living in Aruba for a few months. I was teaching there down there. I can't even really articulate how we ended up in Aruba. We just did. And we, we we were there for three months and we had come back. Like I said, my mom had gotten sick and I was like, you know what? I just, I want to be close to her. She's doing okay, but you know, she's going through chemotherapy and I just, I, I feel like I need to be back in Canada. So we came back and my idea was to establish my business, my brand of Balance by Megan. And I, I took your, your boot. Uh, your boot camp course and I loved it. It I've done free trainings, I've done very expensive trainings, and I felt like the the boot camp that you had put together was on level with the expensive training that I had taken. And I was like, you know, in my head, I'm like, you know, Amanda really should be doing more with this. This is really, really great. And I just, I would love to sit with her and go over this boot camp with her and just talk to her and tell her about all the changes that I've made in my business through A, what you have done and B, some of my own learnings. Like I kind of implemented all of it together. And I think it was August or maybe September where I was like, you know, I I really want to talk to Amanda about running a retreat. I had been thinking of retreats for a while. It included my love of yoga. It included meditation and travel. And I've never actually heard, or at least I've come across personally myself, of a yoga retreat for yoga teachers where they would learn business uh, business plans or do business workshops or just how to build their own brand and businesses you can take stuff online but I was like well wouldn't it be nice to like throw everyone together have this community this tribe of people who are going through the same thing and all learn together and I think it's also nice to come from people who are further down the path than you are and are doing the same thing and it's funny because as much as I say I was working on my business and my brand friends would come to me and be like, Megan, you're so far down along the path than we are. Can you help us? 
And I, I would help. I would give tidbits of information or as much information as I could. I would talk to them about their goals and their visions. And this idea of like, you got to do a retreat for this. You have to do a retreat with this kept coming in. But I didn't really want to do it on my own. I wanted a partner. I wanted someone who I felt was on the same level of me, but also had strengths that I could learn from and that they could learn from me. And it was so funny because every time I had this thought, I would like open my Instagram or my Facebook and you would come up or mastering the business of yoga would come up. And I feel like, I feel like this is a sign, but I didn't do anything about it for a few months. And I was talking to my husband about it and I was like, you know, I, I feel like I really resonate with Amanda. Like I really, I want to reach out to her about retreats and just, you know, see, see if she would even be interested. And my husband said to me, if you don't ask, you'll never know. And I was like, right. Like I, I have to ask, like I can think all of these things, but she's either going to be interested in it or she's not. And I won't know unless I ask. So I asked you, and I want to say it was maybe November, if this would be something you would ever be interested in. And I messaged you and I closed my phone and I didn't open it. <laughs> I didn't open it for like hours. I think I messaged you in the morning and I didn't check until like late afternoon. So I was like, I'm just putting this out to the universe that she's going to say yes. But I also don't want to like jinx it or anything. So like I didn't open my phone. And when I did open my phone and you were like, hey, like I've been thinking about the same thing. Yeah, like this sounds like a really cool idea. Let's talk more about it. And I was like, oh oh my God, like I manifested this. This is amazing. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right. It's so funny because I've done it. I've done this a lot lately where I'm like, think of something, I put it out there, I'll take some action. And then like, it immediately comes back almost like within 24 hours lately. It's like, oh my God, this, this manifesting this, like putting it out to the universe really works. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Did you want to say something else? Oh, I was just going to say, and then, yeah, one thing led to another and here we are. Oh, um, and you had mentioned why Costa Rica. Sorry. I went on a tangent there. Um, I had lived in Costa Rica with my husband on and off for a year. I love it. It's, it's jungles, it's beaches, it's, it's the Pura Vida lifestyle. It's, it's pure life, live life, have fun, enjoy it. Um, they're very environmental friendly, which was really appealing to me. I'm very pro-environment. Uh, the people there are amazing. Yoga is so big down there. I You can't go on a beach without seeing someone or a gr- group of people doing yoga. And I always thought if I was going to do a retreat, the f- one of the first places I would do it was Costa Rica. And it was, it was the same thing. Like I, when I was thinking of retreat and who I would want to partner with, you kept coming up. And then when I was thinking of Costa Rica, the same thing, almost the first thing I would look at on my phone would be a couple of yoga retreats. And one in particular kept coming up. And I was a damned that this is where it was going to be was the Bodhi tree yoga resort. And it, it happened. It, it's where it's going to be. <laughs> I love that. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. From my perspective, I remember getting that message and being like, <laughs> being like interested. But I think backstory is that the year before somebody else had asked me to 
co-lead a retreat for yoga teachers. And I went down that path and, you know, that person is an incredible human yoga teacher, but we just didn't have enough time. Like we launched it right around Christmas and New Year's and it was going to be in April. So that's only like four months to get people international. It was going to be in Nicaragua. And we had to make like a really big payment at the end of February. So basically like we needed a bunch of people signed up, but we didn't launch until like, I think it was literally like right after Christmas, like boxing or like the 27th, like just in my opinion, like not a great time to launch something like that. And so we ended up canceling. I lost my deposit, which wasn't like super, super big or anything, but it was still something that's like enough to make you think twice, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like I was like, I'm a little bit like uncertain, which is something I expressed to you when we talked. I was like, you know, these are kind of my my non-negotiables or that we give ourselves time. We make sure it's affordable for people. Um, mm-hmm. And you were very much like on board with that as well. Like we decided, why would we go to Costa Rica in the summertime when Canada is actually warm? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why on earth would we do that? We don't want to go in rainy season because we want people to have like a really great experience if they're going to you know, give us a week of their time. And so it worked out that like with timing, the fall would be best. And yeah, I kind of sat with all of that and was like, okay, I have like a good feeling about that. And it's funny because you and I had interacted and we had like kind of been like online friends and we worked a bit together and you'd, you'd done the course, but like we didn't really like know each other on a friend level. And then we hopped on a call and I feel like it's just been like very natural. Like now I'm like, like it's like when we voice message back and forth like I feel like I've known you since we were like little yeah I know I feel the same way too I'm like my friend Amanda like and we're just chatting all the time now and <laughs> yeah it's so funny like I just feel like it's been very like synchronistic is that the right way way of saying that oh I'm like horrible when it comes to pronouncing <laughs> words just say it really fast and it will sound right <laughs> okay I shouldn't have done it myself yeah it just feels like it's like been been right with the journey and mm-hmm. um, you know we launched and I feel like we got really good response right away and I feel like that kind of reaffirmed for me especially when I do have these doubts that creep up from this past experience like oh what if we can't sell it out and then I'm like no take a deep breath we've got lots of time like you don't need to have fear mm-hmm. around this. You've got like really solid support with it. You know, like your husband has been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, my partner is on backup in case we need like somebody else to join us and stuff. So it feels like we've got, you know, already this really solid group of people to kind of um, be a part of this with us. And it's it's been really fun to do that. And yeah, Costa Rica to me was really attractive because it's, you know, it's Spanish speaking and it's in Central America and it's tropical, which are all things I really love. But I think that also for somebody who's maybe, you know, maybe the Spanish speaking is something that makes somebody a little bit more uncertain about it. I feel like there's enough tourism in Costa Rica that, you know, it's not like this kind of scary place where things are not developed. Like there's tons of development, like Bodhi Tree where we're going is like, Canadian owned. So I feel like there's just lots of things that make, I guess, the adventure side of it, which I really, really love, but I know makes some people uncomfortable, especially when they're giving you their money. Um, I feel like it's got that that part of it a little bit more stable or secure, I guess you could say. Yeah. And it was it was important for me and well, for both of us, 
Yeah, people are trusting us with this retreat. And one thing that's always been very important to me when I travel is medical care when I'm abroad. And from my experience, like we had to go to the doctors a few times when we lived in Costa Rica. And like you can Google it. Costa Rica has some of the best medical care available uh, worldwide, let alone in Central America. There's tons of Canadian doctors and American doctors. Their medical centers and their hospitals are very, very well equipped, which was very important to me because, yeah, people are going to a place maybe they don't know a lot about or they've never been or, you know, maybe they've never heard of. And I wanted them to feel comfortable going somewhere like that and knowing, you know, like, God forbid anything were to happen. But if it does, okay, like you will be taken care of. The amount of English speaking there is, I would say everybody there, minus maybe like some of the small villages, speaks some level of English and most of them are very fluent in it. I I was shocked at how many people down there could speak English. Lots of Canadians, lots of Americans, particularly where we're going in Nazara. Again, Google it. It's known as a yoga hub of the world. Uh, lots of there's lots of people who come there for yoga, for surfing, for relaxation, and it's close enough to the touristy areas that you can get to a touristy spot like Tamarindo in a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's amazing. And so the other thing that's really cool is this this Bodhi Tree place that you're talking about. So it's called Bodhi Tree Yoga Resort. I'll make sure there's a link in in the show notes and that sort of thing. Even if you can't come on this retreat, you should just Google this place because it's insane. I remember you sent me an email with it and you're like, don't hate me. And I pulled it up and I was like, how could I hate you for sending this to me? Like, it's so magical looking. Like, it's just super, super gorgeous. And, you know, one of the things with retreats is that people recommend that you always visit the retreat centers. And, you know, before booking, neither of us were actually able to make it to Costa Rica, but we did a ton of due diligence on this like we've heard from Mm -hmm. people who have run retreats there and said it was amazing Um, I actually know the owner's son you have a friend who lives down there who also knows that guy who's been there so we really did like our kind of yeah like it's another wing from the universe but we really did like our our homework with it to make sure that it's a place that's going to be amazing for people yeah and so Yeah, maybe let's talk a little bit about the details of the retreat before we wrap up. Um, So November 2nd to 9th, 2019, it's going to be a week-long adventure. And it's going to be at Bodhi Tree the entire time. So in Nusara, like, like you said, it's really close to the beach. So there is like pools and stuff at the resort, but also beach access. So we are thinking maybe like some beach meditations on yeah. top of actually doing like the yoga and the workshops and the shalas. We haven't yeah. built out all of the days quite yet just because we do want to like get input input from the people who are coming. Like, you know, what types of business things are you interested in? Because yes, this is a retreat where you're going to learn, but it's also a retreat where you're going to relax and rejuvenate. So we just want to figure out like the best flow with that. But you know, the days are going to be yoga or meditation class, breakfast, probably some sort of learning experience, some sort of workshop, lunch, 
free afternoons because siestas are live. <laughs> yes. Um, dinner and then some sort of like group activity or maybe just like a free free night. We're going to build in lots of free time just because we understand like building or being in a group of people for a week, like you definitely need that space to kind of retreat on your own. Like even as an extrovert, I like 100% need that space personally and recognize that other people also do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's a really nice time too for people to really get to know one another. Uh, my whole kind of hope from this retreat is that a lot of collaborations happen from it. I believe that's how we flourish. It's how we thrive. It's how businesses run. You need to collaborate with with other people. And what better group to do that with than yogis and yoga teachers and wellness professionals? I would love to see collaborations come from people who attend this retreat. So yeah, have the free time to get to know each other and go over your visions and your goals and maybe find some way that you can collaborate with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm like way more about like collaboration over competition. Like I think that we all have our strengths and we all have our unique voice. And I think that if you hear somebody else's or if you take the opportunity to hear somebody else's unique voice you can learn so much from that and you can also see like how you can be of benefit to one another to lift each other both up because the reality is is that there's enough you know yoga students in the world that we don't have to fight over business we we can yeah. really like help each other be better versions of our yoga teaching selves and i think also like being a yoga teacher was so much more lonely than i ever imagined like obviously you have this amazing connection to your students but I found like I would want to bounce like sequence ideas off somebody and like my boyfriend's amazing but he's like yeah cool like that's great sounds great babe yeah or like that sounds a little weird and I'm like does it though I feel like I need somebody who like understands this a little bit more or he's like yeah I can't do that I wouldn't like that (laughs) yeah no I I hear that and yeah sometimes you you want to talk about your vision or your goal. And yeah, I mean, for me, my partner is honestly, he's amazing. He's so supportive, but not everybody has that in their life. And yeah, sometimes you want to know that your ideas are divinely inspired and that they will work and that you have a group of people behind you rooting for you, even if they're not sometimes in your immediate circle I think that it's so important to have a tribe of people behind you rooting for you and giving you advice and opinions and encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, We've also built in a waterfall hike, which is included in the price. That's going to be awesome. And then we're also excited. I know it's Costa Rica's known for its waterfalls, so I feel like it's a must. Mm-hmm. And since it'll just come out of rainy season at the beginning of November, the waterfall is going to be really, really gorgeous and super waterfally, <laughs> yeah. super lush and super water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. full I of was water. Like, Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> it's got some descriptors for this. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to do, what else are we going to do? A beach day. Um, And we've pretty much, so a couple things with the price that we've tried to consider is one, as yoga teachers, we understand 
that there's going to be other yoga teachers and wellness professionals coming and we've really tried to price accordingly. We understand that doing like a $5,000 retreat is just not feasible. Like I can't afford that. So I don't expect other people to pay me that. So we really tried to consider that since we're both Canadian, we also tried to keep in mind the dollar. Um, Pretty much every site that we could set up the retreat on is in US dollars. It's just kind of the way that it is, unfortunately. So it is priced in US dollars, but we have tried to consider that exchange rate in mind. And we did price a little lower than you know, a lot of the other retreats that are going to pass through Bodhi Tree. So that's something that we definitely tried to keep in mind. And then, you know, we've built in the cost of transportation to and from the airport, the waterfall tour, all your meal meals are include, included. So of course we recommend yeah. showing up with cash because that's a good travel <laughs> tip. But yeah. in essence, you shouldn't need to if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah I I would say they they have like a, a smoothie bar there. So that if you like wanted a smoothie throughout the day, that would be extra. But yeah, you really, yeah. I mean, a good traveling tip is always to have some sort of cash on you, but you don't need a ton. Uh, one thing too, that was really important to me when it came to meals was that all dietary needs were met. So you can have vegan you can have vegetarian you if you're like a meat person that's available as well so yeah it it caters to everyone Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that was also something that was important to me like I'm gluten-free not by choice like I have a an intolerant slash allergy and I always feel like I'm that weirdo who's like hey can I have a separate meal and I I just it makes me feel uncomfortable in a group of people that I don't necessarily know and I didn't want anyone showing up to the retreat to feel that that's not what I think is like going to be a good service. So, you know, having somewhere where we can tell them dietary restrictions and they're going to make sure that in the buffet, which is how the style of food is, that there's options for all these different types of people like pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's just so nice. Like everyone can just go up. You can choose how much food you want to eat. There's no like plated meals. You can choose what you want to eat, what you don't want to eat. Cause I feel like that can be such an awkward thing in a group that you don't know. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, you and Brad, I, I think are going to be like the best of buddies cause he also has an allergy and that's also a very touchy thing for him. And when I showed him the menu, he was like, Oh great. Yeah. I don't have to be the awkward person that like no cheese, no dairy, none of this. No, he's like, I can just like subtly do it. it totally. Yeah. I definitely, <laughs> definitely relate to that. Um, so I think that that pretty much wraps up everything with the retreat. There's more details on our on our We Travel website, yeah. um, which we'll make sure that there's a link to. But definitely reach out if you have any questions. We're totally happy to field any questions that you do have. Um, and other than that, you know, if you're not interested in the retreat, hopefully you've enjoyed hearing about our yoga stu- <laughs> stories. And if you are interested, we would love to have you. Yeah, come join us in magical Costa Rica. It's going to be amazing. All right, you guys. I so hope you enjoyed that podcast episode with Amanda Kingsmith from Mastering the Business of Yoga podcast. If you haven't checked out that podcast, go download it right now. It is so good. There is so much juicy information on it. She also has a private Facebook community online with a bunch of 
business owners, studio owners, yoga teachers, and we do a lot of communication and collaboration within that group. I am part of the group and you'll see me a lot in there. I tend to add in my two cents um, as often as I can. I think it's a really nice way to meet other people and to grow as a business owner and as a yoga teacher. We talk business resources, business tips, best advice we've received, not so great advice we've, we've received. It's a really great group. So I really hope you will consider joining us in Costa Rica this year. Uh, I myself have learned so much from being a business owner and not really having a lot of people to turn to myself. So I've done a lot on my own. I figured out lots of amazing ways to operate and then ways that I wish I had found out sooner, but it's, I've pivoted, I've made changes, and it's all worked out really, really well. So if you have any questions about that, you can always message me via email on Instagram or social media. And with that, I will leave you to it, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Namaste.